What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I have my very, very good friend, Joseph Toppy, the head of the High Performing Contractor Coaching Program, and he is here to deliver some extreme value, as he always does. This is his third time around, so if you like what Joe has to say here, why don't you go back into the archives of the Contractor Secrets Podcast and check out the other two episodes he joined us on. But for now, we're going to talk about hiring in a sense that uh, you guys know I bring hiring pretty heavily here. Joe taught me some things on this episode that I just absolutely loved his methodology behind hiring, and I think you guys are going to love it too. So uh, yeah, I mean, not much more to say other than if you're driving, listen to it again. If you're stationary, get your pen and paper ready. All right, guys, check out the Contractor Secrets podcast starting right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Back into it. Sounds good. Good. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Joseph Toppy, round three, third time around. Uh, High-performing contractor coach, good, great friend. Uh, came up to meet me in Ocala not too long ago. Had a chance to sit down and uh, have a little coffee with him, kind of hear about his journey and what's been going on, man. And uh, I know that we have some longtime listeners that remember you. Uh, some of the, the stories that you gave uh, on the first one, you know, that was a, a memorable one and just kind of hearing your journey. So, uh, yeah, man, how you doing, man? Welcome back. Good. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. Great to be back on the show. And yeah, that was a great time coming up to Cala and sitting down, being able to you know, meet in person, right? Meet face to face, have some good conversation. Yeah, man. So, you know, you know, my audience here, man, you know, we want the, we want the nuggets, man. We're talking hiring, marketing, production, sales, and I'm going to kind of let you kind of help me uh, guide the ship here, man. You know, you know, when I, when I look at the collective of my audience here, you got a lot of individuals that, uh, that need systems in place that want systems in place. Hiring is by far the hardest, right? So it's that idea that there's not good help. They know my strategy. You taught it. I think you just did a webinar not too long ago on it, hiring in uncertain times. I don't think there's any more uncertain time than now. Um, about, you know, although things are really, really good, uh, you know, let's look at what your strategy is on that. Would you mind hitting on hiring and maybe some of the things that you taught in your webinar that you did the other day? Absolutely. You know what, as you're talking, uh, I'm kind of, my mind's going in a million different things because this is unscripted, right? We literally just hopped on a call and like, let's you know get it. So my mind's going in a million different things. As I look down in front of me, I actually have my cue cards from my uh, webinar, um, for, from part of the webinar. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share them here right now. And this part of the webinar was five um, ways for better employees, five steps to have better employees. And you know what? Why don't I just breeze through these, kind of go to 30,000-foot view of them. How's that? Sounds great, man. Feed so, you know, I was actually, I jumped on, I watched your hiring uh, 
webinar you did a few weeks back. It was like right before mine. I'm like, great. He's warming people up. This is awesome. <laughs> Tag team them from every angle. This is great. So actually my very first one is one that you hit on to yeah. stop hiring out of urgency. Um, you want better employees, stop hiring out of urgency, you know, build those systems, have a system in place, start to learn to forecast when you're going to need employees, um, and plug them into your system. Worst thing we can do as a leader, as a business owner, as someone hiring is hiring just because we need somebody yesterday and we just take, you know, somebody that tells us that they're good, right? <laughs> and then we hire them because we're in this frantic. Yeah. So step stop one, on. don't do that. <laughs> but we've all been there. We've right. all been there where, you know what? We desperately need somebody. And I don't know if, oh, I don't think it's ever turned out well for me. Um and for many people that I work with, it, it never turns out well. Um, the second one is set clear expectations. So when we hire, um, setting those clear expectations of yeah. what it is we're bringing this person into. You know, I'm um, what I always work with with my own companies and with my clients is. When you bring somebody in, you should be able to place them in a seat that has their role. So what roles are they playing? Their responsibilities. So clearly highlighted, these are the responsibilities. Their expectations. So what is your expectations on them? Um, what metrics do you want them to hit? What goals do you want them to achieve? What are the things that you know, that they're there for. And then obviously the price and the price scale, but it's so important to set those clear expectations. And I'm going to rewind about a year and a bit. I think it was my podcast you were on. We had a conversation about, uh, you were talking about niching down and you shared a story of uh, taking on a flooring job. Yep. Painters taking on a flooring job and just what it did to the employees because they're painters. Right. Their expectation is to, you know, paint. And now you're asking them to do flooring. Right. And, um, really oh, dude, that's so common, man. It's like, and it might even not be as, as night and day as going from painting the flooring. It could be drywall repairs, texturing. It could be all of these weird little wallpaper removal. And then, not only that, if you're not a diligent enough leader to understand employee motivation and you wind up holding them to the same standard as you would if they were doing painting and being upset or frustrated and putting pressure on them on these other little tasks that you're doing, you know, that could really affect morale. Big time, big time. And, you know, I, whenever I get to this part, when I'm talking with anybody about, you know, setting those expectations and you know, not just that seat, but those expectations of project. I actually go back to a time when I was, I was really uh, young in yeah. business. And it was one of those, you know, we were renovation. So that takes up a whole group of things. But 
trying to keep the employee busy, trying to keep yeah. work and money coming in. I had the employees for a full month doing stuff that was completely out of <laughs> scope, completely out of what I hired them for, completely out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And I had good, good employees, guys yeah. that would out to be top level, top tier. I had them quit on me. Wow. And you know, right away you're thinking, oh, employees are no good. This guy was no good. No, the guy was he was set to be a rock star. I was the idiot, right? And, um, you know, really setting those clear expectations. But then the second part to this step is follow them. <laughs> you yourself as the leader have to follow and respect those expectations that you set for your employees. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important, man. I think, you know, dude, I'm passionate about that making false promises as a business owner is it's almost like you're stealing from them. I mean, to that degree. And I'm passionate about that because it's like, you know, if you're setting those expectations in a way that you're almost manipulating their motivation by saying, Hey, you're going to do this, 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 and this. And my goal is for you to be this, 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 and this, and you don't follow through with that. It's, it's, it's robbery. So for me, when I set those expectations, I set them in a way that I can almost promise myself that the expectations I'm setting are going to be met. That's it. And then if I exceed those expectations, perfect. But it's the same thing I do with my customers, Joe. You know, yeah. like the last thing I'm going to do is create these crazy expectations to customers and then fall short and create a poor experience when if I was just honest and said, hey, listen, you know what? we're not that experienced at cabinet refinishing, but we can certainly paint your house to a, to a fine degree. You know, I definitely think we'll be the best fit for that. And you may have to find someone that specializes in cabinets, but I think if you let us do your house, you know, you'll be very pleased as opposed to just taking on the freaking cabinets just because I want the job and then not doing a good job on them. And it's the same thing with, like you said, love this topic, setting expectations, right? So in other words, with the new employee, it's more so like, you know what? Hey man, I have to be honest with you. We're still a learning, growing company. You're only going to get 32 hours a week right now. Okay. But I'll be honest with you, with you coming on board, I'm going to be motivated. I'm going to be really pushing for that 40 hours a week for you. And it's going to be one of my, my goals, but let me just be honest with you up front. I can't guarantee 40 right now. And I think that transparency right there is like, you know, something that you as a leader have to be willing to let go of that potential great employee just for the sake of keeping your integrity. Um, and I think um, that level of transparency really keeps people around. And next thing you know, you'll wind up exceeding the expectation and you have a loyal person on your team. Absolutely, 100%. And you know that was something that I brought up on the webinar um, and I like to bring up in this one as well is, yeah. you know, even if things change, right? And you're going, you need to operate outside of those expectations. Right. Is instead of taking the general role of I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say, right? Falling back and having that conversation, just like you said, you know, having that transparency, that openness, sitting down with that crew or with that single right. or with the company and being like, guys, listen, you know what? Um, next month, things might be a little tough. I took on this project. It is a little bit outside our scope. I wanted to bring it before you is wanted to be honest with you you know, who's Love that. cool. Let's, let's move them forward with this. Right. Yeah. And you're building that trust 
and, and you're building that respect to um, with the employees so that they will you know follow you and they will work well, with it's almost you. like you're looking out for for them on their level i had an example where you know people on this podcast know i niche down right i don't take things that are weird and i took something that was freaking weird man and it, oh it never turns out good like and it was subtle too man it was somebody we painted the outside of their house they had wallpaper throughout the whole entire living room they said that they were going to have the wallpaper removed they said that they were going to have the walls finished so they were going to be paint ready, but I do not paint new construction walls, man. I just don't, I never did, but you know what? This customer schmoozed me, you know, and I knew they were going to pay the money for it. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to make an exception. And as we're leading up to this job, I'm like, I got to bring Shamel over here and show him this because if I just expect him to show up here on Monday and not be prepared for this, his stress level of what he's going to have to deal with is going to be way higher. And that's not fair, right? That's not cool. You know? So brought him to the job on the Friday before we started. And he thanked me. He said, dude, I am glad you brought me here. Okay. Because, and I told him, I said, I probably shouldn't have took this one. I know this is going to be high level for you. You're going to have to think of variables that you don't normally think about. And it was just a really good, uh, exactly what you're saying, man you know, just being transparent, man. That was a, uh, that was a good point. Absolutely. So, um, five steps better employees. Number three, be quick to invest in the employee. Um, so I actually, I break it down. I have the three T's of investing in an employee. One is training. Um, be quick to invest in training, whether it's, skill set training, whether it's safety training, even personal development training, you know, improving the employee's life. Um, I know old school thinking of this. I mean, I've been in construction for over 24 years, um, you know, so I went through some of the old school way of stuff, but it was never let the employee better themselves because they might leave you. Um, and you know, we live in a time now where, one, I think that's just completely bogus way of thinking, but investing in the training, you're building some of that, that social proof, that care, um, that trust and connection with the employee because they say, hey, you know what, this guy's investing in me getting better. Um, the second one is yeah. investing time. Um, so, you know, investing your time, getting to know the employee, getting to, you know, not that they're just employee number five, so to speak, right? But getting to know them on a, a deeper level, not having to go, you know, play pool with them every other night. But um, I, I give an example of a company I used to work with, and the manager treated everybody the same. So if one guy was struggling, well, he approached everybody as they were struggling. And, you know, if one guy, we had one guy, family was all that was important to him. One guy being heard and respect, it was important, but everybody was treated the same. And what it did is it bred kind of just, cold. Yeah. And it was just a hostile work environment and everybody stopped working for him and they everybody working them for themselves absolutely right 
because he's not he's not connecting with us. He's not investing in time to get to know us. So why am I going to work for him? So I'm just working for a paycheck. Sure. And, and that was the attitude. Sure. Wow. I mean, that's important, man. I think from my perspective, just kind of relating to what you're saying, man, this, this question is so vulnerable, but it, it, it showcases, I think vulnerability is, is, is one of the best added, like uh, attributes of a leader. And Absolutely. that's just natural for me to be vulnerable because I am not in the business of making promises I can't keep. And I don't want people around me that don't want to be here. You know, and I think it's important for me to always just go right up to my guys. I always go up to the job, pull them aside. First question, how you doing, man? Mm-hmm. You know, just a general, how you doing? How do you like working here? Right. Those two questions right there will give me everything I need to know about what I need to invest in that person, whether it's, man, I'm doing all right, but I'm really struggling in this area. What do you mean? What's going on? You know, and it's like, just we're their person. <laughs> you know, we're the person that typically controls their mood and their income. I mean, you have a pretty powerful position if you chose to employ people. Those two questions have been vital for me. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the big things I, I'm always um, really keen on is placing myself in the center of the employees and just listening right. just to their conversations, to, um, you know, when I say place myself in the middle, whether it's in email threads or text, but just really get in the field. Because if you listen, you can pick up on what makes them thrive. And I had one employee who hard worker, great guy. Um, but his wife, um, struggled health wise. I wasn't working. They had a couple kids. And I remember one year I gave them a bonus and the bonus was $200 gift card to a supermarket, yeah. right? So essentially a grocery gift card. And it was worth more to him than if I would have sent him and his wife on a trip somewhere else. Right. Uh, and it was because I could, I, I could understand him and hear him throughout the year of his struggles of, you know, um, of the need for really more practical things rather than a big lofty bonus, um, sure. and it meant the world to him. And I'll tell you what, he showed up in the new year after that, it was a Christmas bonus. He showed up in the new year and the guy outworked everybody on the, the crew. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think a lot of that also can, can determine like, where did they come from? You know, like what? employer did they have before? Cause you know, some people are damaged. It's almost like them coming out of a bad relationship. And it's like, you know, maybe that person never even just listened to what they had to say or made them feel valued or more than just an, uh, a number in a company producing a result. Um, and I think there's a major market for people that care about their team. And it's not so much that, you know, you have to, but unless you truly do it and try it, you'll never really know what's on the other side of that. And I think that has become one of my favorite things to do is really just find ways through the business that I can empower others and help, help their lives improve. And you can't do that without that second T there is giving yeah. them a little bit of your time. Absolutely. And then the third T is trust. Um, invest trust, your trust into them. Um, you know, and the whole thought of, as business owners, if we show up on a job and the the owner 
of the house, our client stands on the deck and watches us work all day, right? Looks over our shoulder. We're like, dude, why am I here? We get frustrated. So how about the same with us to our employees? If we're investing training, we're equipping them. We invest time to get to know them. At what point do we start investing trust? And, you know, one of the things that I loved was I heard um, Steve Jobs say it one day that the hardest thing he ever did in business, it was the hardest thing, but the most profitable thing he ever did was start to back off of his employees and trust them. Let them do the work, even if it took them longer than what it would have took him, even if they fumbled through some of it, even if they had to figure it out, but to sit back and empower them and trust them to do the work that he hired them for. Um, and especially, That's you know, not really a revolutionary thought, but it's a revolutionary it, it, right, exactly. It, it's, you know, if we look at it, you hire somebody for a job, right? You hire them to do a task. Um, yet we hover. Yet we, if they don't do it as fast as we do it or think they should do it or, you know, or if we don't properly equip them and they, you know, they fail, well, then we get upset. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? I hired you for this. I thought at the hiring process that you were worthy of this task and job. I invest a little bit of training to improve your skill set, improve you as a person. I get to know who you are. Shouldn't I trust that person? Yeah. And then what does it do to the employee? As an employee, if they feel like they're trusted, if they feel like we're not hovering over them, they will work 10 times harder for you. Be well, they, can activate, they can activate that secret molecule called creativity that, right. that many withhold because they don't feel trusted. And if you're not feeling trusted, then you feel afraid to make a mistake because you don't want to lose your job. You know, but if you feel trusted, then you have a little bit of leniency to activate creativity and and use that 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 human molecule man of, of that that makes the customer feel like man this person is for this company and uh i've experienced that in my business because there is nothing but trust going on in my business you know can't be afraid to let them make mistakes love it great three t's man thank you um the fourth step provide more than money mm. um and this is a tough one especially now um you know, we live in a world and a society where business owners, all they think that em employees want is money. When actually surveys that have been done throughout the years, money is number three or four on the list of yeah, what yeah. you look for. Um, yeah. But the people that I find that make it all about money, the, uh, the leaders, is it's because their company's not set up to provide anything more. So um, my three C's, okay, we went from T's, now we're going to C's. So my three C's, community, connection, culture. Hmm. Um, and these are things that you don't just hire somebody and then, you know, create it 
it's something that you have to be, it is the heartbeat of the company. It is what your company is, it does, it leaves, it breathes, right? So when we hire, if we go at it um, straight at the money, now we create a culture from the employee that it's all about money. So if it's all about money to that employee, because we made it that way, what's going to happen to that employee when our competitor offers them 25 cents more an hour? The same thing that happens to our customers when all we offer is a price. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we only offer that employee money and we make it about the money, the next person that offers him 25 cents more an hour, he's jumping ship on you. Yeah. And I think, so, you know, real quick, let me hit on that. I think if we go back to our three T's, then we, you know, that time can really open up the door for culture because that's what creates the culture is care, you know, add care into there, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I really believe that and I've seen it. So I, I, and I'm loving this. What's number five. And number five is, and this is one of the toughest, but be what you want your employees to become. Hmm. Right. We can only as leaders, you can only lead somebody to the level that you are. So be what you want your employees to become. If you want your employees to show up every day and give your all for the company, then you as a leader need to show up every day and give your all for the company. Sure. And, you know, if you want your employees to um, be of integrity and professional and <laughs> i i address this and this might ruffle some feathers um and i apologize but your social media needs to be professional your personal stuff your personal who you are as a leader needs to be what you want your employees to become good fruit gets produced by good trees absolutely that's Absolutely. It. And if you make everything transactional, you nickel and dime them, they're going to nickel and dime you. If you make everything about the money, then they're going to make everything about the money. But if you focus heavily on the three C's, the three T's, that's phenomenal. Well, we need to figure out, man, this was great. I want to really quick pivot to your high performing contractor. So you've created kind of like a, I like to consider it an offline community. So it's really interesting. We have the big Facebook group, 125,000 members. It's so loud in there that you don't really have much of a voice, <laughs> you know, but Joseph is a contractor coach. And just from this snippet that you've got from him, I put him here because I trust him to lead you. Um, and if you feel as though you want some guidance, more guidance from Joseph, you guys know, I don't do any uh, structured coaching. Not that I don't have the time. Um, it's just not my thing. I'm not at that stage of my life. I'm still learning. Um, I can give you pieces of coaching, which you see in the business breakthrough, but this guy has 25 years of experience. He's seen everything front, back, left to right. Um, I trust him to lead. Uh, and that's why he's here. And he's created kind of like what I like to consider an offline community. And it's, uh, well, first explain what it is and what's included in it. And, uh, yeah, why don't we go there, Joe, tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. It's the high performing contractor community. So it is, it's, I've built it off of your, traditional social media, uh, but it gives a place, it's a paid community, it gives a place for contractors and those in the service-based industry to come in, um, get guidance, get 
uh, training, coaching. It's actually a full business support and training program. So in it, we have weekly live trainings. So, um, and not just by myself, I bring on professionals in other areas um, that, you know, I do, I do finance systems, leadership. I bring on people that do marketing, people that do sales, um, so that it's a well-rounded, full business. Um, we have something that I really uh, has been powerful. It's called business hours. So it's a block of time every week that the members can just jump on during that block of time. Um, if they're struggling with something, if they're stuck with something, they have a question. And it's really a kind of on demand during that block of time where they can talk with a, uh, a coach and get some advice, get some, you know, tidbits some uh, direction. Uh, we have a Q&A portal in it. So all the members post some questions in there. Good place to go through um, to find answers to questions that you have or to post your own questions um, in it. And then the other thing that I, I created in there, uh, Tanner, was the marketplace. And the marketplace is an area that has products and services for business owners. So stuff outside of the coaching, outside of training, you know, um, website development, SEO, um, some software stuff, drip jobs is in there. Yeah. Right? So um, because being what we want in our mission to provide that full service. Um, we work with people we trust, people that we've vetted, people that we know when our customers or our members are going to use them, they're going to get treated the way that they should get treated. And they're going to get a service or a product that's going to better their company. Um, because within the community, there is no selling, there is no spamming, there is no, you know, Facebook, typical Facebook, if I sell, if I'm a sales coach, I'm going to like you or follow you. And then I'm going to go on the DM and I'm going to give you my pitch. Um, so there's none of that in there, but we still have a place where people can get those services. I love it. I love it. And, uh, and yeah, the reason why, I mean, again, one of the reasons is I knew I was going to get some, uh, some, some gems from you. I, I, I got some gems. Um, so man, first I want to thank you as always for being a guest. This won't be the last time. Um, I do want to encourage every single person listening to this, please go visit a uh, high performing contractor. Is it.com? Um, the, the high performing contractor.com. The community is community.highperformingcontractor.com. Okay. So community, there will be a link inside of the description of this podcast. Tell Joseph that you heard from him from the Contractor Secret Podcast, just so he knows. Um, and, you know, just say, you know, at this point, I think you're pretty fresh in starting it. So I think at this point, they're probably going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with you personally during those business hours, uh, which is awesome, you know, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, really just launching it up, man. I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for people to get some exposure to some seasoned information. Just as if, I mean, honestly, if you listen to this webinar, I mean, that was only like what, 20 minutes of this webinar. Um, that's just touching the surface of the, of the insight. One thing about Joey's very structured, 
very professional. You know, uh, I admire your branding too. You've always been very good at that stuff. I think you showed me your course back end once and I was like, holy smokes. Um, so you can expect nothing but professionalism from, uh, from Joe. Any final thoughts, my friend? I, you know, I just think um, on topic, this is everyone that's hiring. Um, hire for success of your employee first and foremost, um, rather than always worrying about the success of you. Love it. Love it. Joe, a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you on the next one, my friend. Thanks a lot, Tanner. All right, man. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use Drip Jobs. What's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with nice. my get a, get a uh, request a quote button. Yeah. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate. Uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs yeah. takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google calendar when that comes. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like Drip Jobs is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, All right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that, grow you know, into Drip it. Jobs, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Yep. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so Great. I was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so process. you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number, and then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips, and getting to scheduling has been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated uh, responses have been like, um, just after because you send I, the proposal mostly after I send the proposal right. and, you know, um, so I, I've gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, Huge. Huge, um, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, so overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, we'll, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. It, so man. it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice start. we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, yeah. the on the deal cards? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's just like being that. able to see where people come from. Right. Yeah. And the customers <laughs> have been using it too. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, we forced them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Word of mouth. Okay. And you know what? Gen generally people are really honest on there um, yeah. which is cool you know it's yeah. not like you know they just like pick whichever one because i'll kind yeah. of follow up so i'm like how'd you hear about it it's just to see if they lied you know yeah. it's like all right that matches with what you put yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. i got data that i need to look at lady so make sure you're you're, you're correct here um, right no that's exactly. awesome man so just last thing man i always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone. I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt. And I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs, what's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate. If you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man. Continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing, and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro, and it means a lot. Yep. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.